0: So Yes, it is St. Patrick's Day and one of the most famous Irishmen ever, Sir Bob Geldof. He popped into our studios a few years back and uh, I first saw Bob Geldof and the Boomtown Rats at Festival Hall. It was back in 1980 or 81, I think it was. And um, uh, when he popped into the studio, we asked him, look, Bob, how much has Brisbane changed? I have to say that I've been coming to Brisbane since 79 and I view the experience sort of like stop frame photography you know when you see a flower opening up now like it's a camera taking a picture every couple of minutes and that's my kind of view of Brisbane I came and you were a small town and I've been and I've played here and then gone out to Gundawindi and done a (laughs) BNS ball you know and stuff like that and uh, and you know and you come back in this giant gleaming city with Fantastic restaurants, but you still got massive social problems. You're living on the edge of drought, you know, all the time and things like that. You mentioned the Boomtown Rats before, how They wouldn't have come together if you didn't want to do it, but you've been close to the members. They've been friends and helped you through certain areas of your life as well, moving That's into true. your house and things. Pete has always been my mate, the bass player. Unlikely because he's the only one from the countryside in Ireland, you know, whom we call Bogman. So, um, you know, when, when times were dark in my life, he just came around and sort of being a guy you know I'm sure it's different for girls but when things are hard for men your mates come around and they sort of sit there <laughs> <laughs> you know silently and then sort of go <sighs> Well, from an article I read in yeah. Uncut magazine, you didn't even know he was there for well, a year. I mean, I swear to you, like, he was down in the basement. He would brought this recording stuff you, if, if you, because he has a stutter, so if you ever uh, want to do anything, I'm downstairs. Right? <laughs> Okay, and there was this ghost in that. I kept hearing this noise downstairs. And another mate, Howard, would come along. And like I didn't, you know, you don't want to eat. And Howard, sort of, he's Jewish, so he became a Jewish mama and would make me chicken broth. And, um, you know, try and feed me another mate, uh, Paddy John Maguire, he's a BBC director. He dragged me back to Africa to get my mind off things and, and made a film there. Uh, I think the girls do it differently. They seem to weep collectively and <laughs> hug each other. The guys just... Stand staring into raising their eyes to heaven silently and after about three hours they go home and it works, you know. (laughs) The ability to be able to walk up to world leaders. Authority is to be tolerated. The only way you earn respect is as a person. But because your position, don't think so, dude. You have to earn that. And position is a job. I mean, when we started to make it, I was back in Dublin in Bailey's, you know, which is written about in Joyce's books. And I was sitting there with a schoolmate at the bar. This fella came over, I knew you when you were nothing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, darling, I've never, I've always been something, something. you know. And he said, come on, please, get up there. You know, it was too dangerous. Mm. And uh, the thing about authority, I've never wanted any power whatsoever. Never, never entered my head You uh, as something attractive. But we do need people who want to be powerful. We do need that sort of psychotic individual um, because somebody has to want that to do the things that manage our society. The agents of change in our society are politicians. Therefore, whether you agree with their ideology or their party or their policies, you must engage with them. And you must engage with them on a level... that's advantageous to them. So I'll only go to them on an African issue. I know a lot about it. I've been working on it 30 years. And I know more about it than they do because... They're not specialists in that. So when you go to a meeting with the president or prime minister, they want the photograph. They want to be seen cooperation because millions of people agree with what we're trying to do. They will sit then with their civil servants, one at least of whom is more of an expert than you. So you have to really brief yourself. And when you go in, you only talk about that. So I went through Africa with George Bush <coughs> when he was president on the plane. And, you know, my job was to tell him about these countries we were visiting from the perspective of me. You know, we got along well. He kept wanting to talk about Iraq, and I just, you know, mm. Mr. President, you and I are going to disagree about this one. You know, let's stick to the thing that we're both here to do. And that's what you do. And you can generally push the needle slightly, you know, um, tilt the world a little bit on its edge. So, Bob Goldoff, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, guys. with was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, The legend Bob Geldof thanking us. That was a moment, wasn't it? <laughs> it sure was a moment. Uh, on St Patrick's Day, one of the fam- most famous Irish people. Laurel Gary and Mark. Classic Hits 4K Q.